Crowdfunding Science, up next on The Scope. Examining the latest research and telling you about the latest breakthroughs. The Science and Research Show is on The Scope. Experiment.com, PetriDish.org. The websites host crowdfunding campaigns for scientific research. Sounds like a great idea, but does it work? Today I'm talking with University of Utah chemistry professor Shelley Mentier about her experience with crowdfunding. Dr. Mentier, you recently launched a crowdfunding campaign and reached your goal. Congratulations. Thank you. What was the most surprising thing about this experience? I guess that strangers actually (laughs) donate to science. You generally think of the general public as not being particularly excited about science and engineering. Um, So it was really cool to see people who aren't scientists funding science. So how much money did you actually get? A little over $5,000. So that's not a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. If you think of an NIH grant, which could be like $100,000 a year, um, is that really enough to do the work that you're hoping to get done? The preliminary results, um, yes. But that's interesting because then you can think of it as funding for a pilot project to get results that you can then take to a bigger funding agency. Yes, yes. What led you to launch a crowdfunding campaign? There's a company that has uh, been in the Salt Lake area um, for several years, uh, 32 ATP, uh, owned and operated uh, by Carol George. Her expertise is in uh, metabolism, um, so that's where ATP comes from as the uh, sort of energy um, currency of the cell. And she was interested um, in sort of work that our group um, had done um, in sort of looking at metabolism on an electrode. So she basically contacted me as to to whether or not um, I would be interested uh, in sort of going through and applying for um, SBIRs uh, to try to make um, biologically inspired capacitors. Um, SBIRs, what's that? An SBIR is a a small business grant. Oh, okay. uh, So to um, help a a small business um, get started and do um, research and development. They are not so easy to get without any preliminary data and basically a concept that, you know, is is just a concept at this point, just an idea. Uh, and so that's where um, that's where crowdfunding comes in is in a in a situation where you're not really going to be uh, marketable to be able to win an SBIR uh, without preliminary data. You're able to get that preliminary data that you need to be successful for future federal funding. So she came to you. This isn't something that you necessarily would have thought of by yourself. Absolutely. And I think the other thing to point out is um, that this is towards making a product. And so that might be different than other types of um, research that would be funded. Yes. Uh, so it is not a basic science um, um, research project. So we are not, you know, fundamentally, we have a hypothesis, uh, but it's a hypothesis, a hypothesis towards making a device. Uh, that would be marketable rather than a hypothesis towards understanding um, disease states or things along those lines. Mm-hmm. So how was that experience for you? I mean, like like you just said, this is very different than writing an NIH grant. So it's very different on the back end as well. So all of a sudden I'm getting all of these emails from people that I don't know uh-huh. um, in a way that you simply don't get if, you know, someone is reviewing your grant proposal um, because that's confidential. So so it's a very sort of different process. And all of a sudden, you know, you're getting all of these um, emails um, from people that you don't know and um, asking all kinds of, of questions. Hmm. Um, so it, it's a little, it's different. It's definitely different. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, maybe you, it has an alternative um, after effect, which is you're, you're educating these people about this type of 
research. Um, and it's probably something they hadn't heard of before. Yeah. So I thought it was really interesting because I don't very often get people who are not scientists mm -hmm. um, contacting me, asking me questions about my science. Um, right. That's just not something that is sort of a regular um, occurrence. Uh, and it definitely then became a regular occurrence. So you're providing them um, in some ways uh, education about sort of um, new science and new engineering. I mean, is, is this something you would do again? I guess I would be open to doing it again um, in a situation where, um, where it made sense. So mm -hmm. you were talking about uh, a sort of standard federal grant. Um, and I don't think I would, you know, rather than sending uh, my renewal to the National Science Foundation, I wouldn't, you know, sign up for, for crowdfunding instead. Um, but I think in situations um, where there is a, a relatively small amount of funding um, and you, you need pilot funding and you need it maybe quicker than you could get it in other ways, uh, then I think it would be a viable option. Is this something that you would recommend other scientists to try? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Interesting, informative, and all in the name of better health. This is the Scope Health Sciences Radio.